Hello, hello, and welcome to the ISV Society Podcast. I am your host, Amy Keenan, and I am so excited to be here and chat with you. So first off, you may be asking, what is the ISV Society? Well, it's a membership just for ISVs, where we collaborate, educate, and generate leads in an affordable way. From webinars to blogs, as well as monthly mastermind meetings, these are just some of the ways we're working together. This podcast is also another way to bring the content to you. There'll be marketing tips and tricks, ISV guests, as well as fellow marketing professionals. Just think of it as your one-stop shop, all things channel marketing. It's all about the power of collaboration. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the ISV Society podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And I do have a guest with me, which is pretty exciting. Rob Jolliffe from Sabre Limited. He is going to be chatting with me about a variety of topics, and it's going to be a great conversation. So welcome, Rob. Hey, thanks, Amy. Thanks for having me here. Sure. So before we actually get started and get into the nitty gritty, could you just share a little bit about yourself, your role being the president of Sabre and and how you've evolved over the years? Sure. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background. Um, I My family is very entrepreneurial. My father and two of my uncles had manufacturing businesses when I was growing up. So at, a, at an age that probably violated a lot of child labor laws, I was working for my dad and my uncles and doing things and, and just kind of grew up in that manufacturing space. So, of course, I went to, into engineering um, with the intent of being a production engineer and, and maybe moving into management. Uh, but things changed and I discovered ERP in my mid-20s. I got a job at, a, at an engineer-to-order manufacturing company in, in Ontario, Canada, where I live. Um, and, and learned ERP. It wasn't a Microsoft product, Hispu. It was a, uh, it was a competitor. Um, but I, I learned it really well. And then, and then, in, and just, just before the great recession began, uh, cause I have impeccable timing. I signed up to become a dynamics partner with Microsoft and, and Sabre. Um, now this was, I, I had been doing, um, consulting after that stint working for that company. I, I became the IT manager rather than an engineer. Um, started my business in my in my late 20s, early 30s. And, and by, by 2008, that's when the business had grown a bit. I had, I had a group of staff and I thought, yeah, I should sell my own ERP because I wasn't selling ERP. I was just doing aftermarket service as doing what I call rescue missions. And so we started selling dynamics and we picked great planes because Microsoft said great planes is a great product. I said, I'm a manufacturing expert. Are you sure? And they said, yeah. And four years later, I went back and I said, I don't know if this is really the best product for me to sell as a manufacturing guy. And they said, no, you should sell NAV. <laughs> and I said, well, why did you, why did you change your mind? And they said, well, I don't know who told you, who told you to sell it. You did, you guys did. That's when I began realizing I got to take everything Microsoft tells me with a grain of salt. Like they know they're great, but they there are things that they're they're not great at. And uh, and so we came we we flipped to Nav in in 2013 2014 time period. Uh, so I am one of those rare vars that was GP but not for a long time, and has been Nav now Business Central not for a long time, not since like '91 or 2003. Like a lot of them, I I, mm-hmm. I meet them and they're like, oh we. We remember NAV 
six or whatever. And I, I have no idea. 2013 was the first one we started with. Um, and we see the other ones when we help customers upgrade. But um, now, I, and, and at the time, and we're going to get into this, I, I drank the Kool-Aid. So that's, and, and then that'll lead up into where we are today. Yes, drinking the Kool-Aid, <laughs> drinking the Microsoft Kool-Aid. So as of our, you've been doing that. And I know you did a, an awesome presentation at Directions. So we'd love for you to share that a little bit. Sure. Okay. So we're at, we're at about 2013, 2014 from my, my story. And my Microsoft uh, partner account manager invited me to something called, uh, at the time, it's called the RAMP program. And I, I met um, uh, Mark Stewart. Um, and, and he was teaching this program about how to become a vertical focused, um, you know, inbound marketing oriented, uh, fixed fee model business. And I thought that sounds fantastic. It must be easy to do. And, uh, being manufacturing oriented, I, the, the vertical focus was really easy, but I began trying different techniques to try and, and and change the business so that we were only manufacturing and that we could be very reliable in our delivery and repetitive in our delivery of our, our services. And as, as things developed, we started creating some IP, some internal development and programming to help us do this. And, you know, as, as time went on, I refined the process down. I actually, I was at directions about, I think it was about five years ago, because I was really struggling with the with the ramp program, which became cloud sure step. And the model was this low cost rapid implementation. And I was saying in manufacturing, that's really hard to do. And I saw a presentation by another VAR who was pursuing a different market. I think it was something to do with mortgage banking and, and his projects were a hundred thousand dollars, which is not low cost, No, but they're, they were repetitive, repeatable and fixed fee. And I went to him and I said, how do you get people to pay for that? And he said, well, you know, the competitors are more. So if you compare it to the competitor and what the competitors are quoting, it, it's actually a good deal to them. And that's why they're paying that much. And it's just like a light bulb went off. Of course, the competitors charge 120,000, 150,000 to do a manufacturing implementation. I could come in at 80 or hundred thousand and I'd, I'd be undercutting them if a fixed fee and then remove to the customer, removing all this risk. And that's when we sort of started really going. And I began going to Microsoft directions and I, I done, I think four, it's a series of four presentations, each of which builds on the last, telling the story of how I got to this point I'm at today, where I have, um, I've taken the IP that I developed over the years um, for the customers and I've, I've moved some of it into AppSource, which I know we're gonna talk about now, because now I'm an ISV, which I didn't <laughs> expect. Um, I've taken, um, the model, the fixed fee model, and I've tightened it up. And now my, as a VAR on my website, I have fixed fee pricing for about 10, nine or 10 different industry sub segments of manufacturing. They're very specific and there's a good, better, best price for each. So there's bronze, we call it bronze, silver, gold, but basically it's a, it's a, um, a breakout of what the essentially statement of work would be if you want to buy this level and what we'll do for you. And, and it's all fixed. Everything is a fixed fee now. I, I try to never charge by the hour. My staff think I'm crazy. I'm beginning to build even some custom development in as a fixed fee. Um, and the, but it, it works great. It makes the sales process easy. And what we're learning is the longer we do it, the more we 
we can tighten up and improve the process. So in the beginning, yeah, we were make, maybe making less than we would if we were billing by the hour. And I say maybe because there's all kinds of advantages. You've reduced your um, customer collections problems. Right. And you don't have nearly as many complaints and customers just don't, they don't argue about bills. So there's, there's, a, there's a savings there, right? Yeah, now definitely. we're at the point where we're making as much or more than we made when we build by the hour. Um, and we don't have any of those, those problems doing collection. So I think we're at, we're, we're just, because it's, it's in my interest to make the process easier to do, um, and cut hours. So it, it's very counterintuitive to a, to a business central bar. I want to, I want to sell the customer fewer hours. I don't want to bill as many hours as possible per consultant because I'm not billing right. the, fixed, the fixed amount was paid up front or, you know, in installments and the client now is, um, they're, they're just wanting the results. They don't care if it took me five hours or 10 hours to do. I do. I care if it took me five hours mm -hmm. or 10 hours to do. So I'm trying to make it, make it smoother and tighter. I think actually in a lot of ways, ISVs, that's more ISV thinking than VAR thinking. Cause I think for an ISV, it's about making the implementation and deployment of your IC solution to your, to whomever your partner is as easy as possible so that your partner mm -hmm. can just churn these things out because you're, you're making a fixed amount of money every time they sell it and, and, and a recurring revenue, every time they sell it, you're not making any money for hours spent selling it right. or deploying it, or maybe you're making a little, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll debate that even ISVs should go to a fixed fee implementation model. And I can explain a little bit of how, how that might work. I do love that fixed fee model. You know, it makes it, like you said, a lot easier for the salespeople, for finance, for everybody. Like you just know what you're getting. There's no questions. There's no, hey, what about this? You, you outline it all on your website. People pick and there you go. I, I think you just said probably the most important thing in the whole process, which is people pick. Yeah. So they don't feel sold to. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're buying and people like to buy and they hate to be sold to. And what ends up happening is if at some point in time they picked the wrong level and they, and then they talk to us and they go, did I pick the wrong level? And we say, well, maybe, maybe you should have picked the next level up or the next level down. Even um, they're not upset with us for selling them the wrong thing. They picked the wrong thing changes the dynamic of the conversation. Definitely. And, and yeah, it makes it a lot easier to right. deal with. I'll say one other thing about us is I turn away a lot of business. There's a lot of clients who come to me and they're just not quite, they don't fit. They're a food manufacturer. We, we don't do that. I would turn them away. And people ask me, why would you turn that stuff away? And the reason is because if we imagine that I have a number, a number of slots a year to do the projects, if I only fill them with the slots that I'm good at, I'll make way more money than if I start filling them with slots I'm not good at. And that's, that's, my thinking behind that, um, it, can be, that. it can be scary sometimes, but that's. Yeah. I think having a niche like that is perfect too, because obviously you're good at what you do. You, you're good at that niche and they know it and they want somebody that's experienced. Yeah. And that, and maybe that's a good segue into the ISV. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's funny. I've worked for a lot of ISVs over the years and I think, and even for VARs who transitioned to ISVs. And I feel like transitioning from a VAR to an ISV and having that is a lot easier than transitioning from an ISV to a VAR. 
Okay. Maybe I've never based thought of on, it that Just way. based on my experience and, and, and people I've worked with in the past, just so you know. So you're in a good spot because you're going from a VAR to an ISV. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think in retrospect, now that you've said that we work with some ISVs that have really complex project products and they, and they alter the standard business central project. You have to deploy the project differently than the standard out of the box business central project. And they don't know the standard out of the box business central project methodology. They don't understand it. And so when we, when we would ask them in the beginning, when we were first starting to sell their products, we'd say, what, what's different they would kind of give us these half answers that weren't very descriptive of what's different. And I, I came to realize, oh, you don't actually know what a standard one is. You can't point out what I have to do differently. I would say, okay, so I, I know part of the value of your podcast is let ISVs know the thoughts of, of VARs too. Right. I would say as a VAR talking to an ISV that has some implementation processes that will change because of them being an ISV, um, you should probably interview your top VARs who've been doing it the longest and really figured it out and ask them, what are the differences? Get them to tell you that. Don't try and figure it out on your own. You, you don't, you don't do this every day. We do it every day. You know, your product, like the back of your hand, and, right. and we will probably never know your product as well as you do, but you don't know our implementation methodologies. And we're usually having to adjust to fit you into the project but you don't know what we're doing to do that. You're maybe guessing. Don't guess, actually interview us and get the, get the information from us if you wanna share that with future partners and give them a bit of a playbook on how to do an implementation. I think too many ISVs make assumptions about that mm-hmm. based on what they think, and they, they're, but they don't have their boots on the ground in real world situations. And so they should, they should talk to the partners who are doing it really well and, and get that information from them rather than trying and second guess. I agree. I also think, you know, because you, you're transitioning from a bar to an ISB, you know, the ERP in and out, you know, where the gaps are, where the things that, that you needed to fix, obviously, because you created those gaps, you filled those back, backs with um, the products. So it just gives you guys, it gives, I think, being going from a bar to an ISB just gives you that one step up because you know the ERP so well versus an ISB who somewhat knows the ERP, but yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so for my, my transition now to an ISV, and I'm a surprise ISV because when I, when I created our IP back eight, nine years ago in NAV, NAV of course was much different the way you would, you would write code and you'd have to do code merges. And it, it, it wasn't really something where you could easily convert it and commercialize it. It was a lot of work to become an ISV. And now with Al and with extensions, and they're very portable and they're just little plugins, basically, it became easy. And, and when, it, when I saw extensions at the uh, 2017 directions and they were demonstrated and I, I really understood them, uh, I said, we're doing everything we're doing now is extensions. And we, we started that in early 2018. We moved to doing everything in extensions even with our customers on NAV 2018, which was like, it had a, a prototype of extensions, but they worked. We decided we're just going to do all customization that way now. And so moving that IP we had created, consolidating it, getting the, like there were, a, you know, 10 different versions of it. Cause every customer had their own slightly different flavor, bringing them together, creating one new package 
and then putting it in app source, which was quite a challenge at first. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. We're mm-hmm. pretty good at it. Now. They and don't I think, make it and, easy. And, and I don't think Microsoft <laughs> knew what they were doing. So to a degree, I waited until Microsoft had sorted out their issues because I wasn't an ISV. So I wasn't looking like that was a, you know, that was, it wasn't to me like a super important move. I thought of it as a marketing opportunity. I thought that putting my my app in AppSource would become a marketing opportunity. Little did I realize that partners are beginning to reach out to me and say, "Hey, can I sell this to my customer? What's the mm-hmm. problem? How do I how do I get my licenses from you? What do we do?" Because we built in-app monetization, so now we've added to the the customer sign-up page who's the partner that you heard about, and. It, they could type something in. And if they type something in, I contact the partner and I say, Hey, you know, I see that you, you have a customer, they've downloaded my, my app. Um, did you know that? And, and um, here's a, here's a, a, a commission structure. If you want to sell it to other people, and we're going to come out with some, some more apps, but now I have to think like an ISV. I have to, I'm, I'm not, yes. uh, it's not a, it's not a scarcity mindset that I, I, you know, I don't want other people to have my IP because if they have it, they can sell to the same client I could sell to. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a win-win-win type mindset where the partner and my and us and the customer can all have a big, a big win. Do you wish you had a list of all the types of marketing initiatives you could do in this space? We'll look no further. I put together the ISV Guide to Grow Your Audience. It covers blog sites, events, product directories, B2B services, and more. To download this guide, check out the link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. Now the thing I have to really do is I have to figure out how do I publish because now I'm also going to have clients who are partnerless, right? Who who will find our app and want to know what does it take to implement it? And I'm a fixed fee; everything's upfront, and all of my pricing is is very front and center. I'm going to put some pricing together that is a implementation packages in my good, better, best model for my for my solution, which is designed for engineer to order manufacturing. It's a very specific type of industry in manufacturing. And I'm going to come up with a partner program where they can sub us, they can white label us, they can, and they can get some margin on that and they can, they can have us do it, but under their project as part of their project. And this is where, again, that knowledge of being a bar versus ISV, I have to figure out, I have to give them, I have to inform them if you're doing the project and we're only doing this part of it, these are the prerequisites that we were doing that are standard business central stuff, but this is the stuff you really need to do with your customer because we would expect you to have done this before we start this part of the implementation. I think with the ISVs I've worked with, some of them just can't communicate that. Mm-hmm. They, they just assume it's always done and they don't, they don't clarify it. So that's one thing I have to do with my team is I have to sit down and say, okay, get your head out of the VAR world, put it in the, we're, we're, just, after, we're just implementing this in an existing account what has to be what has to be in place to make this happen and that's just a different way of thinking and everything from a commission structure for the partners that might want to sell our product and and recommend it to how do we help them implement while at the same time providing those partnerless customers an opportunity to get it as well so yeah it's just 
suddenly so I find to think myself. About. So do you feel like you're starting from scratch on the part, like how to work with ISVs and putting that program together? Uh, or do you feel like you're in a good spot now and you've gotten most of it together? I'm, it's a little bit of make it up as it goes. Okay. I've put together the price, what I think is the right pricing model. And I've shared it with some IS, some partners, some VAR partners that we have a good relationship with that have been working with us for, you know, a long time. And the new partners who are coming up, we're, I'm sharing that with. Um, I have, I, I, I haven't quite figured it out. I, I think that ultimately what I feel I'm going to have to do, and remember, I'm a, I'm a VAR that's becoming an ISV. I'm not an ISV yet. I wouldn't give myself credit and say I am, but I'm moving that direction. I have to, I have to figure out, do I need a product manager and give them like a lot of time? Because, because right now my product manager is also my VAR service manager. Right. So she's, she's, busy and a customer calling and complaining is going to get the attention over a VAR calling with a question about, or a, another VAR calling with a question about the, the, um, the solution. So I think I'm in, I'm in this place where it's not a big part of our business yet, but I can see it really growing. And this is where maybe listening more to your podcast, <laughs> Good. because I could listen to what ISVs are, are saying, or other VARs like me are saying that they're, they're, they're having to do to develop. I'm, I would be considered a very, very small ISV at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there's a lot of potential because business central hasn't been a good fit in the industry, the engineer to order industry until well, in, with North American VARs until now, I know there's some European VARs that do have some solutions that are pretty good, but a lot of North American partners prefer to work with a North American ISV. And there's a variety of reasons for that language skills or, or, you know, um, time cultural, zones. <laughs> cultural things, time zones, um, the, the, uh, sense of urgency. North Americans have a little bit more of a mm -hmm. get it done. Oh my goodness. Like we can't wait. Customer satisfaction is, is about timeliness and Europeans are a little bit more. I'm taking August off. Yeah. I'll get back to you when I get back. Um, no offense, Europeans. No, I you. wish we could do that here, <laughs> we, we, but we don't do that. We don't live that way. We take, we take a week here and a week there uh, at various times rather than the whole country shutting down. So the Americans and Canadians are very similar in that sense that we expect a very high level of support and responsiveness. And I know I've spoken to some, uh, and I, I deal with a lot of European ISVs. They don't quite have that. They're just different. They have a little bit of a different style than we do. And we also, the other thing I would say North Americans do is we're a bit more shoot from the hip. Mm -hmm. We're willing to be less structured and just work it out and figure it out as we go and work together to, to come up with the right thing. And I, I have found Europeans tend to be a bit more like uh, there's a structure, there's a checklist, there's a procedure, there's a form to fill in. And, and we're, yeah, we're 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 in this in between. Like, is are they doing it right? Is that is that necessary to to really? And as an ISV now, I'm looking at it. and I'm saying it's a structure that I see some ISVs putting around things necessary because it's that's where I really need to go. Or some other ISVs are a little bit more lax and a little bit more unstructured. Are is that actually a good way of doing it as well? So now I'm I'm here learning. You're yeah. teaching me. Like there you go. Uh, how many products do you have on AppSource right now? We have one product called Saber ETO, okay. which is a 
it's an add-on that extends the functionality of jobs and it brings jobs in production a little closer together. So you can actually have a bit of an intermix of productions and jobs. We're working on trying to figure out how to um, bring the resources and machine centers together so that you could, you could see them kind of in one consolidated capacity plan. Um, that's, that's next. And, okay. and we're working on CAD import capabilities. And these are all things engineer to order companies struggle with. Right. And so, you know, these are, that's what we, we did was we had a couple of early ETO customers and looked at business central and said, production orders don't really suit them. Jobs are kind of there, but they don't really suit them either. What could we do to jobs to bring them up to where they really need to be? And, and we wrote Sabre ETO like I said, seven, eight years ago, it's the bones of it are exactly the same as that first version that we created. And it's just, we're just enhancing it and expanding it and, and trying to build it. We're going to be introducing a product we called Sabre Production. And this isn't a unique idea. A lot of other ISVs do this. A lot of ours have done this. Production in Business Central is good, but there are certain features that would be really nice to haves. And we've just started adding all the nice to have. So every time a client comes to us and says, wow, why doesn't business central production do X? We look at it and go, yeah, that would be really good. How long would that take to program guys? Oh, only that long? Let's throw it in. And now it's just part of the Sabre production. So every one of our clients that's on our support contract gets nice. It. So they just get all, and, and as each client thinks of a better idea, we just throw it in. So we're going to put that in app source as well, because it's got lots of really handy shortcuts and and features and improvements. That's exciting. Coming up with all these tools and now you actually get to reap the benefits of selling them. <laughs> and and we're, we're beginning to get the attention of other ISVs. Right. So there are ISVs, like I'll give you, I'll, I'll do a shout out to my friends at Expanded. So Expanded is an ISV that, that handles field service and a lot of engineer to order companies do field services. So they're talking to us about actually building integrations to our solution into their solution. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, you've made it when other ISVs are talking about Definitely. embedding capabilities into themselves to support you. So. Yes. Maybe you'll get to a point where you need to be on the, uh, you know, part of the ISV society and start doing joint marketing initiatives with other ISVs. Who knows? I, I, it could be, I, I, I don't think we would be that far away from that. I've thought a couple of times about maybe creating a new brand for the ISV solutions and putting them in there. To, and, and hiring a marketing team to market them specifically. And, and maybe that's two years from now, but I think that might be where we end up going. That's exciting. It is. <laughs> and scary. Yeah, too. It is, it's, it's a lot. Um, when I started out back in 99, it was Great Plains and it was a bar and they, like you, transitioned to an ISV because they were focused on distribution. So they had a, a bunch of distribution products or customizations that they created and they ended up started selling them and here they are you know successful 30 years later and but it's crazy to think that I've been in that space where I was transitioning just like you from a bar to an ISV and how all that works and coming up with everything that you're saying here so been there <laughs> it's a lot of work I think that to get back to the um the Kool-Aid comment earlier and the and the cloud sure step and the ramp program those partners who are pursuing that are almost inevitably going to become ISVs, in my view, or of some kind. They're going to have their own IP. They're going to have their own technology that they're going to sell. 
that is going to solve the problem of the vertical that they're trying to focus on that. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's a natural consequence of following that approach as a VAR and becoming vertical focused that you mm -hmm. create IP. I think in our case, when I began publishing it on AppSource and I decided that was, that was the way I wanted to, to put it out into the world and make it easier for clients to find and download and use, I wasn't aware of the, the fact that there were going to be other partners, other VARs who would find it and think, yeah, that looks really good for my client. I've, I've sold. They're an engineered order. We're trying to use production orders. The client came to me and said, I found this thing online. Could you call them and see if it would work? And that's that's a lot of what we're getting. Um, I think there's a lot of partners out there who have created IP and thought yeah. about it. It's not as hard to put on app source as it seems. It's just tricky, I guess, and tedious sometimes, but it's not hard to Definitely do. Definitely tedious. It's tedious, but I would recommend trying it if you have some really good IP that you think you've created. Um, try something small, put it up in, in AppSource, and then um, and then move your bigger pieces of IP there. But just be aware, I think you're going to get calls. I think you're going to get these opportunities to work with other partners. So if you're, if you're, um, I have a friend who wears a t-shirt or a shirt at different trade shows and says, we play well with others. And, and that's us. We play well with others. So I think that um, if you play well with other VARs, if you're, if you're the type of person who, who can collaborate, and again, I think that doesn't have that scarcity mindset. If mm -hmm. I, you know, if, if that other partner takes the sale, that means I don't get the sale. If you look at it, like we could both win in this opportunity. I think that's a great path to go is to that VAR slash ISV hybrid. I agree. And I, I love that play well with others. I feel like definitely, you know, back in the day, it wasn't as easy to do, but now I feel like it's becoming better and better and more normal. And people are just saying, yep, we need to do that. Yeah. So. I think Microsoft's pushing the partner to partner motion. They're they're That's big for them too. So mm -hmm. it's always good to go where Microsoft's going because they're, True. you know, unless they lead you to GP when they should have <laughs> led you to nav, but that's okay. Yeah. Hey, you still made it. So that's, here and we're and we're getting a lot of attention. I I am trying to get into directions Mia to do my session. Nice. Um, I've you know I'm I'm going to be doing different sessions. I'll do definitely something at this directions. So I've been invited back to talk. So I think I think that um, you know this model of becoming a VAR ISV might be what some of my next sessions are on. And I and I have a lot of thoughts about uh, efficiencies and uh, productivity for for VARs as well. So that's another set of things that I want to talk about. I'm always trying to think of the new thing and trying to figure out how to do something different and, and, and break the mold and, and, and be crazy. I, I always want to be the guy who did that thing. Everybody said, why, who would do that? That's crazy. I want to be that guy and made it work. So. Yeah, so do I. Sorry, my dog is barking. It's <laughs> the amazing thing of this work from home. <laughs> yep. Well, on that note, playing well with others, I feel like that's a great note to end on. Um, and I just loved everything that you shared. And yes, definitely being a Varn ISB is an interesting but exciting road that you're taking. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays out and hopefully we can work together more in the future. 
Well, Amy, um, maybe I'll give you an update a year from now and we sure. do another podcast and I can yeah. kind of share where, where we stand today or then. That sounds great. I would appreciate it. That'd be wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy, for having me. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. We appreciate it. And I will put, uh, obviously, in the show notes, all Robert's contact information in case you want to reach out to him, ask any questions, learn more about his products as well. So thank you, everyone, and have a great week. You've just listened to another episode of the ISV Society podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe and or share with your team. I would love to also hear your feedback and share any tips and tricks or topics that you'd like to hear in my upcoming episodes. Have a great week.